this is our sixth year uh, doing this outreach in Kachani to help the uh, Beta Avraham community. I had the opportunity to spend two days down in Waliso. Uh, several months ago, we held our first clinic for the Gafat community. This is a group that we met just a year ago that came to us, that approached us in, in Addis and asked if we would go down to their community in the south because they had great needs and believed that they were, or knew, that they were uh, part of the uh, Jewish community of Ethiopia going way back in their history. And so I took a team down in a minibus and we drove till the road ended and then we kept driving on, on a dirt road and then we walked for a while and then we ended up under this big acacia tree. Was that right? Was it an acacia tree? Which is an amazing tree that provides this great shade, thousands of years old, and under that tree were a few hundred of these gafat uh, uh, people and their elders made a presentation to us over the next hour mm -hmm. talking about uh, their um, origins in Gondar which is where the Jewish community originated in Ethiopia and how uh, many centuries ago they had uh, undergone a conversion to Christianity in order to fit in and to keep their lands to be accepted and then because of their great skills as artisans, they were drafted by the Ethiopian Orthodox Church to actually follow the royal uh, family, metalwork, uh, uh, textiles, and so on, for uh, the Ethiopian Orthodox Church and for the royal family. And they ended up eventually in this Waliso area in the south, but they could trace their roots back almost 800 years to their origins in the north and they talked about different traditions that they've kept over the centuries through oral transmission such as killing a lamb on Passover. The crux of it is that they had been maintaining through these hundreds of years in the midst of being on the surface converts to Ethiopian Orthodox Christianity clearly part of the Jewish community. There was no question in my mind JG, I, there was no question in your mind. We knew that we knew, listening to the, the presentation of the elders, that they were in fact Jews. And we, uh, as a result, just a few months ago, went to Waliso, and in the middle of nowhere, literally in the middle of nowhere, we set up this clinic and we treated over 7,000 of their people. And I went down there to uh, teach the new Bible school that's been established. And I want to tell you, I found, first of all, incredible gratitude from their eldership for the clinic that we provided. Eye care, dental care, medical care, eye surgeries in the middle of a field, literally, with generators. And they were so appreciative. And as a result, uh, we, we planted our third Bible school there through MJBI, through the Messianic Jewish Bible Institute which is a partner ministry that we're very, very involved in. And uh, I taught for two days 170 students in a thatched roof hut that could hold 140. So picture this, crammed in, on fire young people, on desiring to hear the word of God, to learn the word of God. And at the end of the second day, they had to actually draw straws 
to uh, choose who would be able to remain in the Bible school because they could only accommodate 140. Now that's the first time we've had this kind of problem where we had too many students that all qualified for Bible school and we actually had to limit that number. That's a great problem to have. That's like, oh my goodness, we're out of space and we have to build a new, a new, a new uh, sanctuary. That those, those are the kind of good problems. Uh, they are hungry for God and they are unencumbered. They have no uh, cares that take them away from this newfound love of the Word of God. And they have their new Bibles and they're, they're working to find the different passages we're looking at and they're just sponges. They're literally sponges soaking up the Word of God. Their lives are being changed and I said this, maybe it was a prophecy, that not only will these 170, 140 for the time being, uh, not only will they impact Ethiopia, but I'm convinced they'll impact the rest of Africa, and maybe some of them will end up being missionaries back to America. Because God knows we need on-fire evangelists and teachers and pastors because the church is in a state of slumber right now here in America. What makes these students so unique is their hunger for the Word of God. What makes these students so unique is that they don't have the cares of the world that we have here in America. We are really bound up. Because we're so rich, there is a certain spiritual poverty that we experience here in America where we just have trouble finding the time to do the Lord's work, to make time for God. And that's a plague. It's really a plague, and all of us can identify. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, because all of us, if we'll be honest, will raise our hands. In the society we live that's so fast-paced, it's hard to make time for God. Well, guess what? They don't have that encumbrance, and it's an amazing thing. All they have to do is to walk back to their hut a couple of miles away when the class is done. Yes, they have to fend for their food and they're very, very poor, but they found the pearl of great price. That's what it feels like. They found the pearl of great price. And we find that in the clinics when we give people shoes, when we give uh, kids a toy, uh, even when we give them medicines, when we give them an MP3 player or a Bible, that becomes for them the pearl of great price. It's, it's really the only thing of value that they have. You can't comprehend this until you experience it. And when you experience that, you, you want to keep coming back. By the way, just one other side note. When I got back to Addis, uh, there was another group that we were approached by, the Yiber, representatives of the Yiber tribe, Y-I-B-E-R, who are refugees from Somaliland, they don't even speak, in most cases, they don't even speak uh, Amharic, the, the native language of Ethiopia. They are refugees that fled from Somaliland. Why did they flee from Somaliland? Because the Yiber tribe was being persecuted. In fact, there was an effort to wipe out a genocide order against the Yiber tribe while Somaliland was still part of Somalia, and many made their way to Ethiopia, and they have uh, five, six, seven hundred in Addis that are also living in destitute conditions, and we were able to bus in uh, members of the Yiber tribe for the clinic. So not only were we helping the Beta Abraham community, but we bust in people from the Yiber tribe, 
And then we bust in people from the Beta Israel community on the other side of the city that are refugees waiting to go to Israel. And so during this clinic, we, th we treated three different uh, Jewish groups, all living in Addis, and we're about to find out, uh, make contact with another group in Zimbabwe, the Lemba tribe. And so this is literally, in the way that I see this, an Indiana Jones adventure. <laughs> but instead of searching for the Ark of the Covenant, we're searching for the people of the Covenant.